Some people are intimidated when talking to large numbers of people in an entertaining way. Not Dan and Mike. Yeah? It's just a podcast. Chill out. <laughs> yeah? A brilliant podcast. Okay. Too many quotes. GBH for the year old. <laughs> Not for me, thank you. No apology necessary. Let's get on with the podcast. You know, it's a laugh. And you can't put a price on comedy, so... Get listening. Hello, here we go. Hello. Oh, We've got a special that? guest. Hello. Special in what Special. Term? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very special. We should oh, say God. That. Welcome to the podcast. What do we need to prompt them to do, Dan? What is it? What's all this crap that we do? Everything. Anything. Everything. Just sign up for some whatever yeah. we've got. <laughs> do like it. You like it. Uh, a screenshot that you're listening to it and tag us in it on Instagram. Anything that, you know, anything. We'll take anything, to be honest. So. Yeah, we will take anything. <laughs> take anything at this stage. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just to share, just, just, let, just tell people that you're one of the weirdos that listens uh, and that'll mean the world to us, you know, if you just tell the world. Yeah. Um, you know, I think all three of you did it last time, so yeah. it's nice when all three of you do it, 100%. We can't yeah, go wrong with 100% that. 100% record. Whew. That's it. So that's really all it takes. Record. That's it. That's out of the way. That's the, the stuff. We'll probably remind you again halfway because this reminder's not enough for the type of people that listen to this. Um, no. <laughs> and I say listen in the loosest sense of the, the, the term. Um, it's probably just background noise and a dreadful background noise at that. But we, we do have a guest, and that guest is Jimmy. Jimmy oh, Biceps Banter. Absolute privilege to be here, lads. Thought I'd never, I thought I'd never get this chance. Honestly. Well, we are scraping <laughs> the barrel. You, well, well, you still might not. <laughs> yeah. We, we can cut I you off at any it. point. If this, if if, right, if, okay. if, if you, if you just start talking shit, mate, it'll just be like I say, he's gone straight away. I might so as well go now then, eh? <laughs> I, I can't I can't believe it even more than you, to be honest, Jimmy. I can't believe that we're having to get you on, for fuck's sake. Yeah, exactly. What? Desperate times, lads. Desperate what? times. What has happened? <laughs> um, but no, in all seriousness, welcome to, to Jimmy, um, one of the illustrious Biceps and Banter coaches. So for anybody that doesn't follow Jimmy, go and follow him. Jimmy Biceps Banter on Instagram. Um, he's a good guy, almost as good as, as me, um, but what can you do? Uh, so, welcome to Jimmy. You better keep up, you know, because they're going to be coming pretty. Um, you better keep yeah, up with pretty it. Sharp. <laughs> so yeah, Dan, do you want to chip in with anything? Nah, I don't really like him. That's it. So okay. let's get this yeah. over and done with quick. Cool. Yeah, you know quick I mean? one yeah. in and out. That's what she said. We. So, so firstly, <laughs> um, before we talk about the the usual kind of uh, the biceps element of the podcast. Let's talk about Dan's. Dan's topic is he wants to know about Brandon Hardbodies in OnlyFans, which is a strange. I'm all over it, mate. That's a strange thing to want to know about Dan. He sent me the picture. He sent me the picture through on Instagram, all excited. Oh, look who's got an OnlyFans! Oh, he's signed. Mate, it's the day I've been waiting for. Do you know what I mean? There's not many. There's not many blokes in OnlyFans, so it's one of those where I was just scrolling. I just thought, oh, there he is. Good old Brandon. Hardbody, that's not his name. That's Hardy. what he calls himself, isn't it? Yeah. Hardy. Imagine, imagine Hardbody. Imagine yeah. introducing imagine. yourself. Uh, yeah. Hi guys, I'm Hardbody. I think to be fair, to be fair, Brandon Hardbody with that name, he's starting off in in his career on OnlyFans. He's he's destined for bigger things, I'd say, with that name in, yeah. in general. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was quite amusing when I saw it that uh, 
that the people that are turning to OnlyFans. But I don't know if he's doing it as in like a private YouTube video, you know, like a subscription, like YouTube thing. Build a um, members area I, though, surely. Not doing. I don't only think. Fans. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's what it is. If I'm honest, I think you go to OnlyFans like for post, a specific reason. Post pictures you? or what's he doing? Masturbating. I don't know, Jim. I didn't look that far into it, mate. If I'm no? honest, I know Mike's oh, right, making a okay. joke out of it, treat, but yeah. um, I've, I've subscribed <laughs> three, months front, it. three months. Three months and got a discount, so I thought, why not? You know, it's, it's just research, really. Just, the, just, just you know, opportunities. Yeah. So you know, I just thought it's worth a little, a little gander because me and Mike might want to do something similar in the future. Yeah. So yeah. it's just worth looking yeah. at seeing what's out there. You know, <laughs> competitions like how we yeah. measure up. Uh, you know, keep up just, with the competition. Yeah, how's the how is measure it well. how is the coaching business going, Brandon? All right, is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Like, I just think it's again. We talked about this before with like coaching, and I think we talked on the last podcast. And, and me and Mike regularly talk about. I think coaching is seen as a bit of a joke of a career, like a joke job. And I think a lot of people in fitness call themselves an online coach, right? In in quotations, and they do they go through all this sort of stuff. And I don't think many people actually understand the amount of hours that go into being a good coach and all that sort of stuff. And I and I think there's a lot of people in fitness that rely on, like I said, their physiques, their bodies, and that's and that's fine. Look, that is great if that's what you want to do, and that's where you can make money. Fucking go for it. I'm just jealous. I ain't got any of those attributes, right? But I think that's where people get caught out because they look at someone who looks good and assume they're going to be a good coach or that they've got a lot of followers so they must know what they're doing or they've got a six-pack so they must know what they're doing. And I just think that there's a lot of people out there and any coaches listening to this who are good coaches and put their time and effort into their their vocation, I suppose, is that you know people like that are having to do those things to make more money, right? That's what they're doing it for probably. They're not doing it just because they fancy it. And I think there's a lot of people who look like they're doing very well who maybe aren't doing as well as you think they are. And I think it's that whole thing of, of people start this online coaching thing and then it's funny how you see them branch out into loads of other different things and it's like, yeah, that's probably because you don't actually online coach people um, because they would, can't bother. Uh, it's too much like hard work. Would, would, would anybody uh, get like sign up with a coach if he got his dick out on, uh, on the internet for, for yeah. money? Makes you, <laughs> makes you a little less credible, surely. Um, you, you would. Thing is, this is the thing: is you would think so, you would think so, but does it? I don't know. Like to us, it does, obviously. But I, I think it's you. You just don't know. This is the thing, and, and well, I it think it would for you with that. It would. We, we'd be <laughs> well, yeah, well, hundred percent, yeah, um, yeah. You couldn't even see it to be fair, so it's fine. Um, they, they would be like, I thought you said you got your you got your penis out now. Oh, is it censored? Is, yeah. is, 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 is it blurred out? No, <laughs> all the pixelated. No, 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 it's just just bald. There's yeah. just nothing there. Um, but yeah, I just think I just think it's that whole thing of like we we talk about, and I think that's what we want to do. And we you know we're going to relaunch the playbook in the new year and stuff like that, and, and make it better. And it's just giving people that confidence to go look. Being a really really good coach pays off. You get paid. You can get paid well. You can you know build a great business and all that sort of stuff. And I think it's frustrating when you see people get bogged down by it because they think that someone else is doing better than them or, you know, all these other online coaches that are just handing out these meal plans and stuff. And it's just, like I said, they soon realise that it takes hard work and then they just they just do something differently. Um, you know, they claim to know what they're doing, but do they? Do you know? I think it's... Um, I, just thought, I just thought it was interesting because I wouldn't have thought he'd needed to do that for money, but obviously... No, yeah, you, you'd didn't. look at him and think... Yeah, like you say, you would look at him and think, yeah good coach knows what he's doing and it's also as well like we've seen we've seen a few people moan about like the youtube like views recently 
as well. And I think people just think that they can throw up a video of their day and people, loads of people are going to want to watch it. You know, and like you say, I think it's that assumption that there's followers and there's subscribers and that they they should just love whatever you put out. And I don't think there's much thought goes into some of this stuff. And I think it's just repetitive and it's not actually providing much value to people that actually helps them in any way, shape or form. And I think people are just starting to get found out a little bit. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it's just a blip or what, but people moaning about, you know, or the YouTube algorithm, it's not showing it to many people or, you know, the views are low. And it's like, yeah, but is that because you're posting shit? Yeah. You're posting the same thing every, you do four, four what I eat in a day. Every month. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like the and same it's thing like what, every month. It's, it's like it's like what we it's like what we watch. It's like the stuff that we watch. Instead, we get bored of the same stuff, or you know, again, even down to like entertainment TV programs, you get bored of of the same things, and you get you know. It, I just think it's. I just think there's a lack of sort of understanding, really, with that sort of stuff. Um, like you said, mm. it's it's what what I eat in a day, what I eat to get big, what I eat to diet, um, what I eat on a push training day. day. Yeah, yeah, push day video. And it's what like, okay, we've well, been that for five years. Why eat on a cheat day? Why eat on a rest day? And then you get fucking mad as fitness and it's my fucking next door neighbor's cat chose everything I ate for a day. Oh my fucking God. Oh <laughs> yeah. my God. And, and, and like, everything. Look at- Here, here's what. Here's what happened. Nothing happened. Not nothing happened. It's yeah. the same one as the last one. You just sat there eating I ate just my different wife's food. diets for a week. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> happened. Yeah. It's just just your wife's diet. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I think just smaller portions of what you eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I made her the same things I have, just in a different Tupperware box. It's, like it's just it's just that whole thing of I think and look, it's it's look, if people are, are watching it, maybe people are happy doing it and great, but I think a lot of coaches just compare themselves to those types of people and think they have to do that type of content. And it's like, no, people are more interested. Like I posted today, it's just like I didn't want to go to the gym, I fucking can't be bothered. I've got loads of other things I, I could be doing. But you just go anyway, and people want to see that real side of it. And I think that often with these people, that they, they live a life that's so that's so different to everyone else that's watching that I think sometimes people can't really relate. It might be interesting to see how the other half live, but actually, when it comes to coaching, you want to see that people know what you're going through and understand what you're going through, and that they've been there, that they've done it to a certain degree. And I think that's where those people, it's, yeah, it can be inspiring to some, and it's different. Like I said, it's it's how the other, the other half live, and that's why I think people like watching all the fucking footballers' wives shit and all that sort of stuff. But again, it's you wouldn't look to them and go, I want I want them to help me get a better life anyway it's just entertainment I think these people are starting to realise that actually people aren't reaching out to them for help they're just watching it as entertainment and I think that's where coaching is very very different and people need to be able to relate to you as a coach and segues nicely onto I suppose Jimmy and and Jimmy's story in general but I think that's the the power of good coaching is that it's the empathy and it's the understanding and there are a lot of these big YouTubers that just don't they won't have the same understanding they don't get you and your life they can't understand what it was like to lose 40, 50 kilos or whatever. And they always post, don't they, those pictures of them when they were 16 of like a little skinny kid before they went through puberty. And I'm like, no, you just went through puberty, (laughs) mate. Like, don't pretend that like you were this skinny kid and then you started at the gym and all of a sudden it's like, no, if you had a picture of you at 22, you'd have been nearly as big as you probably are now, like without the drugs. It's just a bit like, I don't know, they try this and they try it on and it's like, mate, you've got no clue because most of our clients, like you said, when they were younger, really struggled. You didn't struggle. You just hit puberty a little bit late. Like, don't, don't pretend like you've struggled struggle through life it's just one of those where i think um yeah i think people are starting to find out a little bit and getting a bit bored maybe of that sort of stuff and and they want real people who who've been through similar similar things to them some of it's embarrassing to be honest like some of it is embarrassing some of the stuff that i I watch for research purposes it's embarrassing i can't wait to start eyes up again yeah (laughs) 
Like, I can't think for research. Um, I can't. I can't fucking wait. But uh, anyway, so Jimmy, the reason why we've got Jimmy on for, for, for this podcast is not only just are we scraping the barrel, um, but um, Jimmy's actually been through a really, really significant turnaround in terms of his life um, in general. So um, he's changed careers. He's lost a hell of a lot of weight. He's got himself in shape and he can probably resonate with people kind of staring down the barrel of, of big weight loss journeys more more than myself and Dan. And I thought it would be interesting or we thought it would be interesting to kind of chat about that, the, the kind of psychology around it, the mindset um, about, you know, starting off, you know, the, the struggles that he faced kind of throughout um, his his journey, which is still an ongoing one. And there's still no doubt some things that Jimmy's kind of kind of learning and whatnot. But um, it's certainly one that I'm sure that a lot of people can kind of, um, you know, listen to, learn from, um, see traits in themselves and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, so Dan, hit him with a question. There you go, palm it off on Dan. I think my, my question that I always find interesting with this, because again, like you said, Mike, I can't actually relate to a huge weight loss. Like I can relate to someone who, who struggles with, you know, feeling, I suppose, skinny fan, that sort of stuff. But my question I always ask is, or that I'm intrigued to know, is was there one defining moment for you that you just said or had a thought that just went enough was enough? And what was it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, don't move on. Yeah. Because, because, because my assumption is always like, again, like we, like my thing is surely, again, surely I say, you say surely, but obviously that's obviously not because is that you would see the weight going on or you'd see yourself getting to a certain point that you would go, hang on a minute, I need to stop doing this. But I think that obviously that doesn't happen because people do just put a bit more weight on a bit more weight on, they maybe buy an exercise and clothes. But like, what was the point at which was that again? Was there something that happened? Was it something that someone said yeah, to you? Was it, it was, something that you did that you just went, "Hang on a minute, what am I doing?" Yeah, it was. It was nothing. It was a significant point in my life. It was nothing to do with like the way I looked or anything like that. I was pretty in denial about that, to be honest, because there was a stage about three years ago when I found out my brother was basically moving to Australia um, for good. Now we're like best mates absolute best mates and that really hit me hard and i was like fuck right okay that means we're only going to see each other like even this is pre-pandemic like a maximum once once a year so that hit me hard um and yeah that that was when the weight kind of like really spiraled um and i was in denial for a while and then i just it was near to the point where they left for australia um it was about, it was probably about a week before they left or two weeks before they left. I, it was when I reached out to Mike. Um, and it was probably that point where I just thought, right, I need to do something here. I need to do something about like, about the way I feel um, to, to be able to, and maybe like, because I wasn't really happy in my job as well. I was I was in hospitality, so I was a waiter for like 10 years. I loved it, but I thought I wasn't that happy in it, and I thought progression-wise, I didn't want to progress in that. And I thought, what ways, like, I thought about, start to think about how I could spend, start maybe spending more time and more get more free time and maybe go and go over to, have chances to go over to Australia and stuff. But first of all, I needed to sort, like, the way I felt out and the way and that was 
the way I looked at myself, the way I felt about myself wasn't good at the time. And so I needed to sort that out first. So that's when, that was probably the point that really flipped and when when they moved and I thought right I need to start putting myself first and I need to yeah I need to start feeling good about myself I need to like achieve something and yeah because I think with a lot of people like the people that I speak to a lot of it there's a, there, there is a significant change in their environment that they makes them realize it's almost like there's enough of a shift for them to go because I imagine with your brother you're probably like going out drinking maybe going out for food regularly and it just it was just like you just loved it and then when that goes away you maybe then go right well how can I and you may rather than filling that time again you were like hang on a minute like maybe I should think about what I'm doing in my future and yeah, yeah I just I just find it interesting because I think it's easy to assume that there's a point you get to where you know like you say you put on a pair of trousers or you put on something and go oh, I don't feel comfortable in this but I think when I speak to people it's actually more an accumulation of small yeah. things and then something happens in their environment that makes them, for whatever reason, just focus on themselves. And they go, yeah. hang on a minute, what? why am I not doing this? Or why am I not doing this for me? Or maybe because, like I said, you, you focus on other people and, you know, for you that, that yeah. change maybe. But um, like, Yeah, don't get me wrong. I was, yeah, I was un, like, not unhappy, but I, w- I was conscious about the way I looked for years. Absolutely years, but I was, and I tried, I, I mean, we'll go into that, but I tried absolutely everything. Um but yeah, I was. It was like you say. It was a build up. It was definitely a build up of and feeling like sh- like not feeling happy, not feeling confident for quite a long time, um, and that's what just yeah just flipped so what, in. What thought. did you try then? You you say you tried a few things. What did you try? So yeah, I <laughs> I always remember I was thinking before I came on, and the biggest one I think I, I actually put it on the uh, the blitz group was like the multiple fat burners that i bought from china <laughs> like just yeah honestly like the, i think the headline i remember the headline now it's like facebook kind of the band in the uk <laughs> try these and they, yeah yeah it's like and then you'd read on the, like we'd ban these in the uk because they're that good and all this and i'm like oh yeah so brilliant <laughs> sign me up <laughs> and i think i signed up to like a monthly subscription thing to get them like every month and it was just like oh no so that was the that was the biggest one and no obviously not yeah like what, why thinking, was that was that was that a lack of knowledge or was that a lack of yeah, or, or no, was no, that yeah, desper- yeah, yeah. desperation yeah it was lack it, of knowledge. both really yeah knowledge um they yeah. two go hand in hand, don't they? Lack of knowledge, desperation. Yeah. I think it, I think that's why you you go to 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 find that you don't fix. know you don't know any better. You don't know any different. And um, so what happened then? So once you once you signed up with Mike, which was probably the biggest mistake of your life. Um, yeah. What like what what was the what was the main thing? Did you have that initial of like you sign up and go oh fucking hell what have I done. Or no, not in a bad way. No, not in a bad way. Just the way some people do sign up and they go and they're like, oh shit, actually, I don't want to do this. You know, they get like buyer's remorse a little bit. I talk about this on my content quite a lot and reaching out is, it is the hardest bit. It is the hardest bit. Like, I think I followed followed YouTube for a good year, maybe 18 months before I did anything about it. Before I reached out, and that is honestly, I can remember the message that I received off Mike 
um, just saying because I reached out and then he, he, well, he did, I think yeah. I was going don't hot. message me again yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I think I asked him I, I was like do you do, um, do you train like coach people like me like just general Joe Bloggs normal people he's like oh for fuck's sake <laughs> yeah. he was like yeah yeah of course yeah, and so I've, got, just, got, like, I've got a coach I know called Dan he'll take you he'll, he'll, yeah he tried that one yeah. a bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, it was like the feeling of like when he got back and said yeah yeah of course let's, let's, let's have a chat and I was just like you know that feeling of relief I was like oh my god this is like this is the mm. first step this is the first step to like probably changing my life and i was like obviously i didn't realize at that time how much of a change it would have or how much of an impact on my life it, it would have but mm. it's that you get a sense of relief and that then follows excitement especially when mm. once you chat and you realize like oh yeah this guy actually probably doesn't know what he's talking about even though it doesn't look like he does <laughs> um, yeah it's, it's yeah. that like relief that you've taken that step was it was just yeah it was just excitement from there were there, um, were there any points were there any points and if there were how many points did you just want to give up oh they're actually Actually, I, I was quite, like, during my first, like, I can't think of any time, because the progress was, it was quite mind-blowing. I've never made progress like that. I can back that up and go, Jimmy's first photo shoot um, diet, I guess. So, Jimmy, for, for those who don't know, Jimmy ended up losing so much weight and getting in such good shape, he did a photo shoot. Um, phenomenal. But... You dropped every week, like you you were just dropping weight like every week, and yeah. we didn't really need to change too much up. From what I can remember, it's a long time ago now, but um, I'm sure we didn't change too much. I think you know we ended up getting down to lowish calories, not really low. But same meal plan everyone else had, wasn't it? That's yeah, why. Yeah, so yeah. All of my clients, you know, the calories that you're on, same as those you ended up on. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but but it was a breeze. Like it it was it was a breeze as as much as you know breeze of losing fucking whatever you lost what was it 30 kilos or something like that yeah it was 25 first time and then 10 10 the following time just 10 yeah, for the so second shoot yeah so you've, you've lost like cumulative 35 kilograms yeah but um but yeah so like it was i mean 25 kilos in, in a one when you're starting out from complete scratch you know when you're looking down you know and you've got a mountain to climb as such, that it went really, really well because twenty-five kilos is what fifty-five pounds, something like that. That's a mm. that's a big, big chunk of, of body fat to lose, and that's a big overhaul of of habits and socials and things like that. And he actually did did really, really well. Um, and that's that that's kind of that's going to be a personality trait. That's not going to be individual. Uh, sorry, that's not going to be blanket across the board. That's very individual to Jimmy. I think. He set his mind on something, and like like you said, mate, it's it was the first step that was hardest. There, almost like maybe feeling of rejection or being a bit embarrassed about it. But then, when we kind of had a chat and we got the ball rolling, I think from you, I remember your check-ins. You used to put fucking party hats on, fucking fire poppers, you know, yeah. fucking when you hit new low weights, you were you were buzzing. You were you know when you got into when you got yeah. into the swing. So just yeah. 
I always say this to my to my clients, like celebrate every fucking little win. I'm allowed to swear. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you're joking. Wait, wait till you see what's coming. <laughs> Every fucking little win, celebrate it. No matter what it is, no matter what it is, it could be like an extra, like you could be going up a hole on your belt, up a hole on your watch, or like your, your clothes fitting that slightly bit better. Just celebrate every fucking little win, honestly. And that, that's what keeps you going. It will get tough and it will get frustrating at times, but there will be weeks where you don't have, where you, where you, you don't have any wins. It's all about like, just, just keep on going to celebrate every little win. And I think that's what I re- I, re- I, took, I took that and uh, took that with both hands in the first, uh, like yeah, you did. And it, it was it was quality. Like it's um, and it is a mental thing. Like it's a mindset thing. Like because I say this to a lot of my clients is that physically, you can all do it. Like physically, people have got it in them to to lose whatever weight that they want to lose. You know, physically, there's no one that can't lose weight. Even if you're dealt a bad hand, like let's just say you have to go lower calorie than the average. Let's just say. Um, you're in a sedentary job and you don't you don't exercise much, you don't get out much, your, your activity is, is low. It, it's still in your hands and physically you can do it. It's, it's all the other stuff that you've got to tie up and it is a, a mentality kind of thing and you're a prime example of what can be achieved if you have this turning point in your life where you go, do you know what, I'm going to take my life back. It started with getting in shape. It was, I guess, prompted by a big life change of your brother moving over and you thinking, right, I need to do something that frees more time up for me. And you've just gone about it. And um, it's really nice to to kind of see and, and hear your kind of angle on it because I think a lot of people in your position would have had like a bit of an overwhelm of so many things that they felt like they wanted to do. But whereas you just kind of like compartmentalised it and were like, right, first thing I need to do is get myself feeling better because I was going to knock on to the other stuff and... That's, yeah. you, just, you just did it. Yeah. Like the the impact it can have on the rest of your life. If you think about it, like if you're unconfident with how you're feeling and how you're looking, it's going to impact relationships. It's going to impact the way you work. It's, it's going to impact the way you go about life. It's going to impact your friendships, everything. It really does have an impact in everything. I think people see these like before and after shots and things like that, and but they don't show the thing the problem is with those they don't show like the impact it has on the rest of your life and it does have a massive massive impact if, if you're confident and you feel good it's gonna it's that it's that saying of like you you make your own energy or something like that what's the saying like you you exude your own energy and and it does show when you do like when you are confident and you're more confident about doing stuff like me going into going into coaching like i was more confident about doing that and everything like that so yeah it does it has, it has a massive impact absolutely like we've we've seen a lot of clients um who have ended up doing other things by by process of doing this like it's made them more disciplined in other areas it's made them more confident that um i know for example one of my clients uh went for a job promotion he might not have gone for previously he said he attributed it yeah. to his, his newfound confidence got the job promotion his sex life got better, so he ended up having, uh, well, he, yeah, he spoke to me this weekend, actually. He's got nine weeks left of pregnancy. He's, he's got a little daughter on the way, and that would never have happened. And, and it's weird how things can, can, can change and knock on um, to things that you might not expect. I know Dan you know, had a client, um, Aaron, who's 
gone from having no money in the bank to becoming confident, doing a photo shoot and building a business and, you know, doing really well out of it because of the things that coaching has brought to him. And it, it, it's mad and you'd be very surprised what just reaching out would do and just that little change. And I was listening to something earlier when I was in the gym and it was this it was this speech about how how what you can do can affect so many different things moving on. And you wouldn't even you wouldn't even bat an eyelid of, of the, the decisions that you make. But for example, that, that decision that you've made by reaching out to, for example, me, because you could have reached out to anybody, and not to say I'm better than everyone else, but I am. But you, you could have picked somebody up. You could have picked somebody else. And your your journey might not have been as good. You might have been given a shit meal plan. You might not be able to stick to it. You might have felt dejected and so on and so forth. You might not have got the confidence that you got now. You might never have gone into coaching. And because you did make that choice, you've got yourself in shape, you're confident. It's probably knocked onto relationships and dating or whatever. It's probably knocked onto your business. You've Well, quite clearly, you've gone into the industry and now work with us. You probably have freed up more time that the ability to travel is there which might then bond, you know, form different relationships. You're going to be put in positions that you might not have been in prior. Um, you don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know where you're going to end up. And your life has taken a massively different path just off one decision. And it's um, yeah, it definitely. is mad when you actually sit and, and think about it. It's like the butterfly effect, isn't it? Mm. It's the sort it of... It is. Yeah. Tiny, tiny little things can have a... can escalate and have a massive... Do you feel, it, do you feel it changes your your view of making decisions now <clears throat> do you feel like having that happen to you do you think you you make decisions and go into them differently yeah without a doubt mm. it's all about like it, it's it's having confidence and and stuff like that and yeah yeah because yeah, I, I i related to like where where i'm at right now obviously with this move it's like i just i keep coming back to it and going like it's the fucking it's probably scarier than when i moved to bath from london for example like when i first as an online coach but i think as once you start making these sorts of decisions and you see the positive effects that come with it you just make more and more of them and they do become bigger and bigger but then the reward becomes bigger and bigger from doing it and i think it's yeah. like you said i think a lot of people are just and i, I think with the, the pandemics obviously brought this to, to to the front and i think a lot of people are looking at changing jobs moving houses and stuff for this but i think it's forced people to take and take a look at their life and go, have I just been kind of like treading water, just doing the same things over and over again without even thinking and really thinking about it. And I think I felt myself getting a bit like that. And I think it was, we were just like, look, let's just do something crazy. And it was like, oh, fuck it. Let's, let's go for it. And I think if it wasn't for all the, all the decisions I've made before that, that paid off because of the effort you put in and hard work, you wouldn't, we wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't have made that, that decision, that big decision. I think it's, you know, I think it's that whole, that whole thing of snowball effect, like you say, you just you just get used to making big decisions and you see that they pay off. And then once you start with that one, like you said about reaching out, it just cascades from there. It just cascades from there. And like, of course, you're going to make mistakes and of course, things are going to go wrong along the way. But it's like with me and Mike when we decided to do our own thing. Like, I remember I remember the day that we, we were chatting about it and we were like, yeah, but it can't be worse than what we're at now. Even if, even if it doesn't pay yeah. off and even if it's not great, yeah, it's exactly. not going to be worse than where we're at now. And I think that that mentality to it all for me is always that thing of like with my move, it's like I'm saying to people, yeah, but I've still got my house. I can come back in a year. If we re if it's really that bad, we just come home. It's like what's the worst? Like people always say that. What's the worst that can happen? So what's the worst that could happen if you'd reached out to Mike and you hadn't made progress? Right? You'd have been a little bit of money down, but you'd have been in a position where you go, well, at least I tried. You'd have learned exactly. as well. You you, yeah. you, you learn from it. And look, 
it's easy. It would have been easy for you to pull that off because we do as, as humans. We procrastinate or wait for a different time or a better time or whatever. Uh, and like like Dan says, when you when you get in the habit of making big decisions, we've had to make big decisions. You know, business wise, I'm sure personal life wise. Again, you know, I've moved out here. Dan's moving out here. It, these are big decisions. But when you get the confidence, you realise like like you've said, Dan. It what is the worst that's going to happen? And we are only here once. Like yeah. we're, we're we're literally we just build here up, once. We build up those scenarios in our heads so much as well. Like we we create this 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 parallel universe where things are just the worst and like everything's on fire and it's all shit. But the reality is, the worst that could happen is never as bad. No, never exactly, as bad as you yeah. think it is. And yeah. the great and the things that are so good are probably better than what you can imagine. And that's the the thing for for us as humans. I think it's really hard. Is it's what yeah. is the worst that can it's, happen? It's, yeah, it's, it's, as well. It's the comfort zone. It's having that comfort of your the home comforts and stuff like that. And it's about stepping outside of that. That's when the that's when the good things happen. And people talk about <laughs> comfort zones as well. Like we talk about it a lot. Comfort zones. But I I always I always say this to to my clients. I go, how comfortable is your comfort zone? Though? I go, it's not really a comfort zone. It's just what's familiar. Really, you don't actually love much about it. It's just that it's familiar and you do it because it's familiar. You do it because it's your routine. You do it because you're supposed to do it. But is it actually that comfortable? Like figuratively, like literally probably is because it's a sofa. But it's like, you know, it's that whole thing of, I think it, it I don't think, that, I don't think they should be called comfort zones. I think they should be called familiarity zones or something like that because it is just <laughs> well, like- not a phrase, is it? It's not a phrase, yeah, is it? Yeah, but yeah. Doesn't sound yeah, very good, that Dan. No, it doesn't. No. But that's what it should be. But that's what it should be called, though, because that's what it is, in my opinion. Like, I don't. I wouldn't say team individuality. Over, it's a new, yeah, so. a new new management style. I've sort of like, you know, don't la label me, you know. Um, but I think it's that whole thing of like, you just do it because it's familiar. You don't actually. Do you actually love it? Is it actually comfortable? All that sort of stuff. And I think most of the times, with 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 these decisions, like you said, you get used to making them and you see the positive effects, and then you become. I don't want to addicted but you do look forward to those big moments you do look like, like that not high but it's that whole thing of like the change and like fucking no, this could pay off this could actually come off and then you realize that nine times out of done it nine times out of ten it does pay off and the one time it doesn't like you say what's the worst that could happen it's not even that bad it's not even that bad you tried something you just learn from it and you do it better next time and people are just so scared to go outside that comfort zone should we say yeah. lots of the tongue better you're you're ex you're exactly right like it's and people will fail like you inevitably will fail like jimmy failed with his fat burners i've taken the you know fat burners and blah 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 and you fail and you learn but failure is you only get failure through trying something so that's the good thing is that look you, you have to fail to succeed and if you don't fail you're probably not trying hard enough so yeah, you, exactly. you will have stuff. Yeah, yeah you, if you don't fail, you're not trying hard enough. You are just in your comfort zone. You are letting things go by, and you can liken this comfort zone thing to like relationships as well. How many people are, have been in relationships where it's familiar? Yeah, exactly. You like the routine. You like getting in from work. The, the, your dinner's there. You sit down. You watch the same box sits in the evening, and it's familiar. But do you love being there? Like sometimes, do you really, really love being there? And often when relationships break down, you realize that it wasn't the love for the person, it's the love of routine and it's a love of familiarity that you like. But you make a decision to step away from that can sometimes be one of the best things that you've done, even though it's difficult to step away from that familiarity and that um, kind of routine and schedule and this is just how my life goes. It can be difficult, but it could be one of the most rewarding, best things that ever happens. And I always come back to this, like, 
it, it, we are only here once and for me I would rather try something and it fuck up than live my life thinking what if I'd have just what done if? that yeah, yeah. what if yeah. what if I'd have just done it because I, I would rather go oh well I did it and it didn't pay off than I what if it, I hadn't yeah. done it yeah but um, I mean that's what 35 sure. minutes of the bicep stuff do we want any more actual relevant information or do we want to talk a little bit of shit let's talk shit I mean, I, I think I think that was I think that was I think that was good enough. You know, I think that's a, a good insight into some of the stumbling blocks of, of losing large amounts of weight and just what can happen if if you do put your mind to it. So if there was if there was one thing I guess Jimmy before we go into the the funny story, like I guess what would be the one thing out of the whole kind of I guess it's been what two or two or three years um, that you would kind of take away from it, um, like the biggest lesson I guess that you've learned. Another thing that I talk about constantly is being just being consistent and turning up, um, and yeah, just making it part of your. Like, I know, I know my, how much Mike loves this say, but making it part of your lifestyle, um, and just yeah, and just being consistent and. There are times where there's weeks, there's days where you're not going to win. But if you just turn up, do your best, be consistent, you will. You'll get to where you want to be eventually. There you go. Consistency. And that is with everything as well. That's not just this. It's literally with anything. So anyway, like, share, subscribe. There it is. I promised you that I would do it. Um, like, share and subscribe if you like it and you want to share it and you want to subscribe um so <clears throat> this one is a as as jimmy is a big inspiration um there's another insp this is a more inspirational story um this is about someone who's kind of turned his life around he was a mechanic and look here we go so 10 years ago the lotto made me a millionaire now i suck off dogs for quavers <laughs> That's a turnaround. It didn't, it didn't pay off. It didn't pay off in the end. Oh, do, you know, do you know how we said comfort zones are not, you know, step up and down? No. He's yeah. taken a risk yeah. and it's not paid off. Yeah. No wonder um, the headline grabbed you there. Fucking yeah. hell. So, 10 years ago, <sighs> the lotto made me a millionaire. Now I suck off dogs for quavers. So. Right, hang on. No, right, hang on, hang just on, hang quavers. on. Just surely, just quavers. Yeah, because surely, <laughs> surely, right? By writing this article, this person can now be put in prison. Surely, like you can't. Can surely, like sucking off dogs is, is like a criminal offence. Like surely, like is it? Is it? Uh, is it? What, isn't it what it should be? Shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it should be. But it, well, a lot of things should be law, but they're not. Well. There, there's a picture. What more proof do you need? There's a picture <laughs> of him with a bag of quavers and a dog. So, if that's not evidence, quavers. I love. Right? What can I just say? On that, there's so many better Chris than quavers. Come on. Also, as well on the headline, I love how it says. It says on the paper, Sunday Sport exclusive. Yeah. Like, mm, it's not really, is it? No one else is going to write about it. Let's be honest. Like, it's not exclusive, is it? Look, there, wasn't a fight for, there wasn't a fight for the I article. Look, I don't think it's specific to Quavers. I think what the, the headline is attention-grabbing, I think what they're saying is, is that the guy is down and out, and to, you know, he's 
at his lowest depths. That's and not to a story, ba- though, is it? That's not it, headline, yeah, is it? Yeah, it's not a story. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> Different angle because there. <laughs> he's set, because he's sat outside with a banner that says, I will do oat for food. So that means that's slang for anything. <laughs> okay, so he hasn't, so he hasn't sucked up a dog. This is the journalism, again, using their creative licence yet again, I think. Well, we'll, we'll see. We, we yeah. will see. So we'll go into, sorry. <clears throat> so I've not, I've not read this, but... Uh, when a hungover Graham Farr, first name in the first one, two, five words, full name. When a hungover Graham Farr checked his numbers one Sunday, 10 years ago, he knew his life would never be the same again. You're fucking telling me. <laughs> his, his ticket matched six balls, and in an instant, the 32 year old was worth a cool seven million. Hang on a minute. Okay, yeah, there was no. I, I thought there was a discrepancy between the amount that he'd won there, but there, were, there isn't. It's okay. So seven million. That's a, that's a big amount. On the Monday morning, he quit his job as a call centre worker and went looking for a palatial pad to live in his hometown of Biddulph, Staffordshire. Mm. Location. And within weeks, he was a proud driver of a shiny red Ferrari, had the cream of pottery's... Oh, oh my God. No, 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 no. Okay. Within weeks, he was the proud driver of a shiny red Ferrari. Now, had the cream of potteries plunge, sniffing around his crotch, and was a part owner of a racehorse. Now, they're talking about... Staffordshire, isn't it? That's what they call them. Yeah, Yeah. because of, like, Stoke, the the potters, yeah. Yeah. So, basically, what they've done is, they've, they've said, he's got a red Ferrari... And then they've also said he's owner of a racehorse, but in between, they've snuck in, had the cream of the pottery's clunge sniffing around his crotch. I still come back to this whole thing of there's this journalist, right, that's, that's graduated Oxford, Oxford journalism, right, and they've gone, so guys, can you send us, uh, uh, just now you've graduated, can you send us your best articles so we can proudly display them on our website, you know, for all this sort of stuff. And you've got this guy who's gone in there with that. Oh, oh the good cream of pottery's... <laughs> The, the cream of pottery's clunge sniffing around his crotch. Not literally, but, you know. Oh, anyway, God. the good times, the good times, it seemed, could never end. But end they did, dot, 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 dramatically. <laughs> oh, my God. Where does this guy learn to... Why is he using a line guide as well behind this fucking thing? Graham, now 41, has decided to tell his story as a warning to last week's 108 million Euro Millions winner, Neil Trotter. The guy's won 100... <laughs> That's definitely not his name. Neil Trotter. <laughs> Tr- Neil Trotter. Trotter, yeah. Fucking Trotter. Now living, in the, now living on the streets with a mongrel called Cameron. Uh, is that a name for a dog? <laughs> not really, is it? Cameron. Why is he dog name? as well? Why is he a mongrel? Just say dog. Like be derogatory, just because. Well. That's that's not what I'm worried about. Like I get sometimes the irony of calling a dog a human name, like Dave, but Cameron is too nor like Cameron the dog. Cameron. That's like calling it Ryan. Like, do you know what I mean? I, you could go with like like your you know Frankie, Molly, Tilly. Like they're doggy names, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> like Ryan wouldn't be a mate. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of style. But um, 
Yeah, so Cameron the, the mongrel. Graham fell from the dizzy heights of millionairedom to the gutter, and then some. From swigging, from swigging a thousand pounds a bottle of champagne, Graham now thinks himself lucky as if he has enough money for his new favourite cocktail, Windeline and Tizer. No chance. No chance. <laughs> horrible. That's horrible journalism. No, that's horrible. Just mean for the sake of being mean. He's just prodding him. There's no way yeah. the guy is drinking Windeline. Like, no, no, yeah, of course he's not. Windeline is arguably more expensive than just another can of Tizer. So yeah. just have Tizer and Tizer. Yeah, you know, exactly. It, just. Yeah, so, and his self worth has plummeted. Well, it's not going to be much better after this, mate. All these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His self worth has plummeted to such depths that he that he was even persuaded to perform a sickening sex act on Cameron the dog in return for a bag of quavers. Didn't happen. It didn't happen. Oh, did it, that, that didn't happen. Has he confirmed that? I'd, I'd, I'd love it if people actually read these and thought, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Pro- it's probably the cider. Anyway, shaking like a shitting dog, his teary eyes full of regret, Graham said, You think seven million quid would last you a lifetime? I got through the lot in less than five years. Fuck me. Booze, drugs, and birds are all expensive hobbies. And I indulged like a hyperactive kid with irresponsible parents running amok in a sweet shop. Mm. I don't think that someone sucking dogs off for quavers would explain this as well, as eloquently as what he has. I think that this is, again, the journalism. I, I, I 100% ind- agree with that, yeah. yeah. I indulged them like a hyper... Like, like a, so he's used a simile here. I indulged like a hyperactive kid with irresponsible parents running amok in a sweet shop, he wouldn't say a mock. No. He would say around or yeah. running around in a sweet shop. Yeah. He wouldn't say a mock. So again, <laughs> and he's I think, and I think, and I think the journalist has said to him, "What's the, what's the weirdest thing someone said to you for money or for food?" And they've got, and he's gone. Well, someone once said, "Oh, if you suck your dog, I'll give, I'll give you a bag of quavers." And I said, "No." Yeah, yeah. And the, jur- yeah. the journalist just left out the last bit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No bit. Forget yeah. that bit. <laughs> Chop that bit. Yeah. When I, re- when I realised the money was starting to run out, I tried to slow down, but I realised to my horror that I couldn't. I hit the wall like a thousand ton truck. Everything went. The house, the birds, the cars, self-respect. Look at me now. You wouldn't believe just a few years ago I was part of the North Staffordshire Glitterati. No. Oh, get check him out. At the, at, the, at the weekend, my ears were ringing with hunger. A gang of lads walked past and I noticed that one of them was eating a bag of quavers. Oh, Not dear. even a full bag. Not even a full bag either. Half a bag of quavers. <laughs> Fucking hell. I begged him to give, me, to give them to me and he said he would if I sucked off Cameron. Oh my God. So this is quotes. To my eternal shame. No, he didn't. I did. As these lads howled oh, with God. laughter. <laughs> it was that. Hell. It was that or starvation. That's how I've fallen this low. The lad who won the lottery should take note of my story and avoid re- my revolting fate. I don't think that this happens to every millionaire, so I think you're safe. Yeah. I don't think you telling this story, Graham, is going to prevent this guy plummeting, spending 108 million and plummeting to the depths of sucking off a dog for quavers. So you could have kept that to yourself. I'm not worried yeah. about right. about telling that story. This is like uh, this is like when somebody like a celebrity gets into drugs and might talk about guys don't get into drugs. You can end up like this. Look where I've come from. 
this could have just been kept under wraps because the the chance the percentage chance of him doing the same thing is a lot lower than just falling into drugs right quite minimal isn't it i wonder if they offered him like a multi-pack of quavers for selling his story they must have what yeah Those, got those lads walking past as well. Fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know, just give him the bag of quavers, mate. Just go, yes, just go exactly. yeah, if you do that. And then when you go seriously, go, no, here's the quavers. Do you know what I mean? Like, you just, just like, ah, oh, duh, fucking. But interestingly, though, this whole thing with the, lot, with the millionaires and, and, and losing all their money is the exact reason why if we all just woke up one night or overnight, we woke up with the body of our dream, a lot of people would just get back to where they are now. It's that whole thing, isn't it? Of you have to learn how to achieve it and how to get it to keep it. Yeah. Um, it happens to a lot of people, a lot, a lot of lottery winners. They don't, they do that. They buy Ferraris, they buy houses without understanding the concept of economics and like what you need. Yeah, to, exactly. Like, yeah. You know, all this sort of stuff. And it's the same. I know this is a, this is the funny part and I'm getting a bit serious, but it's the same with like <laughs> physiques and stuff. It's that whole thing of what's easily lost is easily sort of gained back. And I think yeah. back to your story, Jim, it's also that thing of if someone had to come overnight, and just liposuction it all out of you, you wouldn't yeah, would be where have... you are now. Do you know what I mean? Like no, it's the whole exactly. thing, isn't it? Of like, you earn it. You almost earn the right to get that. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So you know, don't don't you learn don't, how to like. Don't go for liposuction because you might end up sucking off a dog for quavers. <laughs> yeah. To, you know, <laughs> yeah. so. And you learn how to going on to that as well. You learn how to maintain, obviously. And once you, if you have worked that hard to achieve what your, is the, yeah, what is the achieve your the, physique the ratio? How, I can't remember. It's a frightening number. Um, that regain weight. Well, no. How many? Um, I think it's like winners go broke. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's, it's quite. A, it's quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it will. Believe be it or because... not, statistics show that seventy percent of lottery winners end up broke, and a third go on to declare bankruptcy. Seventy percent of people. That tells you everything you need to know about it. Yeah, that's mad. That is that's mental. Mad. It's probably similar to what? How many people lose weight and then? I think it would be, you know. I think get, it would like, be get similar. Get liposuction and, it, and then uh, yeah. put all the I weight I bet the amount of people who get a liposuction or a gastric band, or I don't know what the gastric band research is, that's a little, that's a little bit different because that could affect your hunger to, to a certain degree. But I think that people is... Beat that it, is a, people beat yeah, it, People beat it when you hear yeah. I beat the gastric band. What do you mean you beat the gastric band? <laughs> you gain all the weight back. Oh, well done. Well done on that victory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's like people here winning... There's people here winning like three million... 3 million, 2 million. I think it's because to them it probably feels like a lot of money. And it obviously is a lot of money. But people would think, oh, now I have to work again. Like, it's like, well, no, actually, if you yeah. divide it by the amount of years you've got left on your plate, it's not like huge, huge amounts. And that's what they yeah, don't no. think about, do they? Let, let, let's say you win. Let's just say you win a million. Um, and then let's say you win it at what? 30 year old? How long do people live on average? What? Say 80. 80. 70. Yeah. It's 70, 20 grand 80. a year, isn't it? It's 20 grand a year, that, 50 years. Developed by fifty, yeah, uh, twenty grand a year. You do the math. You do, you the, do math. the math. So twenty <laughs> grand a year. You you can't retire on it, especially. That's the thing is, like, you get these, you get these people. Don't you hear about these people? There was that one, wasn't he? He was a dustman, and he was like, "Oh, I see, he won like a million, two million. I was like, "Well, no, you 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 probably would earn win. the same, like, like again, like you just did the maths there. It's like people, and I think the I bet the people who do well out of it are the ones that carry on working. Do you know carry on, carry on yeah. doing all that? Obviously, if you win a hundred million, don't be like that. Those boring fucking people who are like, oh, it's not going to change me. I still take Ryanair to fucking Benidorm. Shut up. Let it change yeah. you. <laughs> if it's not going to change you, don't fucking play the lottery. Let let someone else fucking win it. But um, yeah. but but yeah, if you win a million, two million. So even two million, you're there talking forty grand a year f- until you die. Which again, 
is a good wage. Yeah. But it's not Ferrari mansion fucking champagne no. popping wage. It's living it's, your lifestyle, isn't it? It's just li- it's just not working, but living as you do now. Yeah, 100%. Like, the people who will do well out of it will just invest it. Like, just, just yeah. buy houses or invest it wisely or save it or whatever. The boring shit. Um, but those but, people yeah, who will do that don't buy lottery tickets because they yeah. just... They just don't, exactly. you know, it's that whole thing, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. fascinating. I think it's exactly. the same. Like, Looking it's definitely the same in nutrition. Against it's the same in nutrition. Yeah, it yeah. is exactly the same. It is, well, not exactly the same, is it? No, no. pretty yeah. much the same. I need Literally. to work on my terminology, I think. Um, it's pretty much the same. It's pretty much the same thing. It's it's that it just wouldn't work if you just lost it all overnight. So there you go. Anyway. I'm off uh, for a bag of quavers now. Yeah, I, fancy uh, bag of, I yeah. do fancy a bag of quavers now, to yeah. be fair. Frankie, yeah. come here. Yeah. Yeah, I just <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, till it, yeah. Dad, it's till not, not a gold, prerequisite so. for a bag of quavers. Oh, it's not, I thought it was just like if you wanted quavers now, that was just how no. what you have to do. No. 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 Um, anyway, thank you uh, to our uh, very special guest, Jimmy, um, for coming on today thank and you talking for some me. shit. Um, yeah, so guys, if you've not already followed Jimmy, go and do that now. Jimmy Biceps Banter on Instagram. Follow, follow. Um, yeah, well, follow, follow, follow. Content. Again, like, share, subscribe, all of that jazz. If you liked it, fucking put it somewhere. I mean, you, 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 do well, you do well to like a podcast, um, but do do share and subscribe it. That's the, the most important bit. If you liked it enough, you'll find a way. Um, yeah. So. Also, just a, just a random one. Just I'm just gonna just a random one because I like giving out little nuggets of good good useful information. Anybody who used to love watching Soccer AM, right? In, in the glory years with Tubes, remember Tubes? Yeah. Um, I was Tubes and his brother have got a golf channel, right? Now you don't have to like golf to to, to like the channel, but they did a three part um, series where they played golf with Jimmy Bullard. Anybody oh, who brilliant. likes who likes like funny football stories and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. I promise you, you don't need to like golf to watch it, but go watch. I watched it over the weekend. It's three parts. It's like fucking two hours, I think, split into three videos. Jimmy Bullard is absolutely hilarious, fucking he? hilarious. And he used to come into watch um, a bar that it's I worked brilliant. in. He's it's so, so funny. good. It's so, so good. Like uh, I think their, their golf channel is called Tubes and Ange. And it's called Golf Life. But basically, the reason I'm telling people about it is obviously I watch it because it's a little, little bit of golf, but the golf is irrelevant. They literally have these conversations with footballers around a golf course. So I watched one with Joe Cole, David Bentley. And like, if you want like a funny insight into what actually happens in football, all these people have retired now, so they just don't care about talking about it. And the one with Jimmy Bullard, he talks about um, the Duncan Ferguson thing. Um, where he's, you know when he's like looking at Duncan Ferguson like that, he talks about all these stories. And honest to God, if you've got, if you want something to watch on YouTube that's funny, I don't shout out many YouTube channels, but it's funny. They've got Peter Crouch on. I've not watched yet. John Terry, like because obviously they're contacts from Soccer M days. Um, yeah, yeah. Crouch is funny. I bet. It's called Golf Life, but yeah, go watch the Jimmy Bullard one first. It's the main video on their page. It's just hilarious. Jimmy Bullard is fucking brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah funny stories. Podcast is really funny. Yeah, you listen to Crouchy's podcast. I've listened funny. to bits of it, yeah. But they, they always do like the funny, like the titles of it are quite funny. So one with David Bentley, they talked about where David Bentley is in a sauna with Arsene Wenger, just like completely naked. And it's just like all these funny, awkward things happen in football that <laughs> you just never be privy to. But like all the behind the scenes stuff that's quite funny, it's really easy to watch. Um, and it's like watching Mike play golf because they're not the best at golf either. So it's quite good fun. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there you go. Let's just my little shout just, out. Golf is crap. It's just plugged in on the YouTube channel. So I'm going to count and say, don't watch that one. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I'm like, going to go and watch you know that. I like Jimmy Milan. Do you know what? what though? Do, you, do you know what? Though watching it do, did give me ideas for what we could do. Like when we bring, obviously, we're bringing our YouTube channel back and stuff like that. And it just again, it's just the whole it's thing of like not it's, plagiarizing. It's not, it's yeah, not. but it's it's just funny how like it is literally. Like I said, it's just. It's just storytelling. It's just fun. It's just funny. It's not about the golf. It really isn't about that. It's about someone's life and their stories and funny things that happen and stuff. But it's, it's uh, yeah, it was funny. I, I did enjoy it. But before you go subscribe to that, go subscribe to Bison's Banter first because we're back in January. And we're, we're going to rip, we're going to rip off this golf thing. And we're going to go um, play golf. <laughs> and we're going to go and interview someone. <laughs> Probably not Jimmy Bullard, unfortunately. But yeah, there you go. Um, Who needs yeah. Jimmy Bullard? We've got Jimmy Hill. There you exactly. go. Exactly. Easy. Easy. Um, Great yeah. way to end. <laughs> and there we go. Right. That's it for this week. Sweet. We will see you all next week. Catch you later. Bye.